0: hi there mamas welcome to the mom thrive podcast i'm your host sabrina a mom of two little ones under the age of five and i'm obsessed with making this journey full of joy for my kids and myself even on the days where I can find myself crying in a corner, I'm going to talk about how putting intention and myself at the forefront helped me ditch mom Fung. We all talk about what our kids deserve, but this is a conversation about what you deserve and what your desires are and how to get to mom thrive that mood when you feel like a badass and at peace even when the laundry's not put away. I'm excited for you to meet my guest today. Vanessa De Jesus Guzman is the founder and owner of Free To Be Mindful. She's also the host of Free To Be Mindful podcast and founder of Amiga Moms, a supportive network focused on providing educational events for the 21st century mom focused on mindfulness and mental wellness. She breaks down mindful living, what it is, what it isn't, how it can serve us, and perhaps make mom life just a little bit easier. She's also been generous enough to give us a little gift, so can't wait for you to hear what it is at the very end. Welcome to the Mom Thrive podcast. I am super excited that Vanessa de Jesus Guzman is here with us. Uh, I really like to think that I have gone through a journey of trying to find myself and doing meditation and come to find out there are professionals who can really give you some tools and resources to do this. So Vanessa is a counselor. Um, She's also the founder of Free to Be Mindful and recently launched the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which I know is going to really serve people in ways that they never even knew that they needed help with. And she's also the founder of Amiga Moms, And Vanessa, can you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit, you know, a little rapid fire of who you
1: are and um, what you do. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you and your audience. Um, So as you stated, my name is Vanessa. Um, I am from Jersey. My parents are Dominican immigrants. I'm a first-generation college grad. Um, And I started my career off as a teacher. I'm also a school counselor and a licensed professional counselor with a private practice located in Richfield, New Jersey. Um, I am a mom to an amazing, amazing seven-year-old who keeps me on my toes. And as of mid-pandemic, a golden doodle puppy. So it's exciting in our house right now. Um, And I am... I feel like mindfulness really drives my, my work, my life. I think that we all as humans, but most especially as parents, as moms, we have uh, sometimes a short circuit depending on things that are going on, but we have a choice in the way that we want to respond to that. And before finding mindfulness... Uh, um, which was before I, I became a mom, I definitely found myself being more snappy, be, having a, just a more of a short fuse. And now since I have found it, I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen, but I'm just more conscious and aware. And I feel like it's m- most definitely changed my life. So that right there is really what I hope I can bring to this podcast
0: and this conversation. And I'm on this mission to disrupt this tired, overwhelmed mom life that it, it's funny in some memes, but I also feel like we're giving energy to that. Um, and I have found so much peace in being able to not necessarily be in control of my emotions, but aware of my emotions. So, what does mindfulness look like in let's say starting to build that habit? from a parent perspective, but also how it can serve you as an individual.
1: Yeah, and let's start off with what it is and what it isn't, right? Because I feel like so many of us do th- a lot of things mindfully, but we're not even aware that we are doing it. So bringing that awareness, which is what mindfulness is, bringing that awareness to it, then it all kind of puts it together. And then we have much more control of of what we're doing and and understanding the why. So when we think of times that we're doing things on autopilot, like we're just going around the house, picking things up or, you know, yelling at our kid because they didn't do this for the you know, something for the gazillionth time that we've after we've told them or, you know, thinking about more practical things. If you've ever tried reading a book and you're reading the same page over and over, but it's just not sticking. Or if you're driving home from work when we used to do a lot more driving and you're you're getting to your home, but you don't even notice how, like what roads you took to get there. Like you're just on, on robot autopilot mode And things aren't really clicking because you're just going through the motions without being aware of what you're doing, as opposed to thinking back to, you know, when your kids were born and you're looking in their eyes and you notice like that first smile, or even when you're first so attentive to like the first poop, (laughs) or when you're thinking like (laughs) their teeth coming out, like all those small, tiny moments that we were really so aware of that is mindfulness like you know it, it at its best because we're so attentive and aware as to what we're doing that we're not thinking about all the laundry that needs to be done or the dirty dishes in the sink or our mile-long to-do list we're truly in the zone in what we're doing so that's the first you know base layer of mindfulness and then the second part is let Letting go of that judgment of ourselves, you know, of of others, of course, but mostly of ourselves, because I feel like as moms, we definitely put a lot of of just pressure, a lot of expectations for ourselves. Um, And when we let that go, we can, you know, be in a more peaceful state and when we do let that go then there's a space for being curious as to what else you know the world has to offer us but also what else we have to offer the world and then the space for kindness of treating ourselves more kindly and not beating ourselves up when you know things don't go our way or or when you know things go differently than what we expected so understanding that we already are probably being mindful in many aspects of our lives then we can do it more intentionally and have a different response as opposed to explosive reaction sometimes when things go differently than what we expected them to go. And now I forgot your question.
0: No, that's okay. <laughs> so that I think answered the question about as an individual. And you know, one of the things I've experienced is without even necessarily knowing like what the term was is trying to really explore. And like you said, I love that word curious of what being present looks like. Because that reflects into I think parenting in a way that makes it a little easier. So the you know, we're always trying to teach our kids to be kind and do this and do that. And one day I sat there and I'm like, okay, shit, what am I doing? What am I doing right as a mom and as a person to show them what that looks like and and to be present in the moments, small moments of where I could do those things. And again, I didn't feel guilty for not having done that, but I did feel like, okay, I have to, it's good that I tell them, but I need to start to look, see what that looks like for me. So how does mindfulness, you know, spill into parenting?
1: Yeah. And I love that you said that because we are kids. First teachers and the, we are teaching even when we're not doing so intentionally because they're sponges and they're grabbing everything we're saying, the tones of our voices, what we're doing. And if we are on, for example, on our phones, which you know, in in the midst of the pandemic, like we've been more on our phones and more in front of the screen and on meetings and such. But when we're doing that and not really giving them the attention, and when they're like mommy, mommy, and we're like, okay, okay, and kind of like pushing them away then they're learning that that's the way that it's okay to respond to life and it's okay to respond to people when it's really not because that's when we miss all these beautiful mini moments in between. Um, So, you know, even when I have a seven-year-old right now and he is crazy about the Nintendo Switch and everything Mario, I know more about Mario and Luigi than, than anybody <laughs> really ever wants to know. And he tells me about a bazillion facts a day. And usually I'm like, okay, okay. And I keep on focusing on On what I want to focus on, right? But when I stop and truly give him my full attention, and he'll pull my face and turn it towards him, you know, and there he knows, like, okay, my mom is paying attention to me, and this is what that looks like. So it's giving that eye contact, it's having the appropriate body language, it's having all of those social skills that I feel like sometimes our kids are sometimes losing, especially in the day and age that we live in, because they don't get that as much because we're always in front of screens. So they're, we're really teaching them how to how to be kind humans, you know, to, to other people, but also to ourselves. So when we're really stressed out and when we're really overwhelmed, do we turn to the tub of ice cream? Do we turn to the glass of wine? You know, and that's okay to do, but also how else do we take care of ourselves so that we can be the best people, the best parents, the best humans that we can be to others and to ourselves as well. And that's a big learning point for our kids to learn so that they have healthy coping skills for the rest of their lives too. Yeah. I like
0: that you said, you know, being aware of how you're managing that, but I totally feel that. The times I find myself most frustrated with my kids has nothing to do probably with me, with with them. It has more to do with myself, right? I'd rather be doing something else than watching what you want me to watch with you. I'd rather be doing something else than sitting on the floor and playing because there's either things running in the back of my mind that I want to be doing or need to be doing. Um, And I think just being aware of that little tidbit that you said is so important. Um, but let's dig a little deeper because I think, you know, I somehow stumble upon these practices. I wake up early because I feel like the only time I have to myself is between five and seven. And instead of feeling frustrated, of having to wake up early, I see that as like, I get to do this and I get to have this time, but it's taken me years to get here. So let's dig a little deeper for, you know, just helping moms kind of break through the fog. And what are some small steps they can take? Because, you know, I think it's a little easier said than done. And a lot of what I've seen in the way mom's conversation is go is either a funny meme that kind of validates us and it's fine and it's funny. But I, like I said, I think it just energizes that feeling, validates it, and then you just keep repeating it. But also the part of that we are supposed to be overwhelmed. And this is just normal. It is, like you said, there's these moments, but there are ways to break through that fog. What are some, I don't know, what are like your go like small steps to get started on breaking through that?
1: Yeah. And I love that you said, like, we get to, you know, it's not like this is, we're not happening to life. Like we're, life isn't happening to us. We're happening to life. Like we get to do these things. So, you know, I'm going to go from kind of morning to night on things that you can sprinkle out throughout your day to, to help with those moments, to savor those moments of sanity. So that when we are feeling overwhelmed, we can kind of control when there are a lot of things going on so that we're not, like you said, energizing these, these moments. So when I wake up, instead of snoozing, snoozing, snoozing and then waiting for the last possible moment before I look like a tornado hitting the house and getting everything I need to get done before leaving, I take a few moments and it's so worth it waking up even five minutes earlier, taking the few moments and just thinking about how you'd like to show up for the day, which is very different than a to-do list. So it's not thinking about, well, I have to do this and this and this and my kid has this and this and my partner has this and that but more so um, but this is you know what my day may look like this how am i going to show up in terms of what are my intentions for that day and not you know i have a dentist appointment or i have like you know this project to work on but more so i'm going to be more patient with those who challenge me, I'm going to maybe not use such colorful words, you know, when, when on my long commute, Um, I am going to take a breath before responding to people. So really having intentions of uh, how you want to be that day and making that a focus and not, you know, we can easily say 50 to hundred things of what we'd like to do, but maybe thinking that one thing and working on that one thing so that when you lose your patience, And when you're in the feeling of stress and overwhelm, you go back to the intention that you set that day. And if the intention is the same, you know, five days out of the week, that's fine. And if it changes every day, that's okay too, as long as it's meeting your need. So I like to start my morning off that way. Um, And also thinking about, I like to start and end with gratitude as far as like thank you you know for for giving me another day and whether you believe in in god or a higher power of some sort or in energy whatever it is that does it for you it is just expressing that gratitude because the more positive that we see things the more positive things we will see um so thereafter when we start our day and really when the rest of the home wakes up that's kind of when it kind of like goes on fast forward is connecting with our breath, um, which doesn't always have to do with like meditating. That's a very you know mindful breath work. It's its own separate thing, but really understanding that we have control of the way in which we breathe. And when we have that control, we have control of the way in which we um, express ourselves and respond to things, as as opposed to explosively reacting to things. So, you know, breathing in very, very calmly and practicing that breath when we're calm then helps us when we're really explosive. It helps us go back to that easier, as opposed to taking a longer time to kind of de-escalate. And I like using anchor words. So, kind of like with the intention too. If I'm practicing patience for that day, every time I breathe in, I'll say patience. And every time I breathe out, I'll say peace. And these words can be anything that you'd like for them to be. But that kind of grounds me and really reminds me of like, okay, this is what I'm working on. And this is what I will have, right? It's not what I want to have, but what I will have when I am, you know, being being stressed and overwhelmed or challenged in some way. Um, I think when we're eating, sometimes we're used to eating in front of the TV. I know when, when I had a lot of things going on, I used to eat in my car as I would be driving, um, or we're so worried about what our kids are eating that we kind of you know leave ourselves at, as a last uh, as a last resort. but um, really eating intentionally and mindfully, um, whether we're cooking or picking something up of looking at the textures of our food and and really taking the smell in, taking all the different, sazons and the flavor in um, and really being aware of, of how we're we're treating ourselves with the food, you know, how we're um, being so nutritious to ourselves and what every bite tastes like. I know sometimes we just want to eat, eat, eat to get on to the next thing, but that can be such a huge experience that think of the times when we go on vacation, we do that a little bit more so because things are a little right. bit more relaxed right. in our every day. And as we do those things, our kids will start picking up on that too. So sometimes when I lose myself and because I'm about it every day, day in, day out, my son will sometimes remind me, mommy, you need to take mindful breaths right now. You need to relax. So they are definitely, yeah, he reminds me. He keeps me in check. And they're definitely, um, you know, picking things up. And then they, in turn, will, you know, when, if he's losing his cool, I will say, you know, breathe with me, or I'll try to soothe him first, and then... Him try to breathe with me before, you know, he starts going into what exactly is bothering him so that when his heart and his, you know, his soul is calm, then his mind will be calm and he can things think about things a little bit more rationally as opposed to losing himself in the moment. And that happens to us too. So when we're being challenged by our partner or our bosses or whatever, your colleagues or our kids, you know, we can, again, calm ourselves down so that we can think a little bit more rationally instead of, you know, saying things sometimes that we may not mean or in a tone in which may it may not be best expressed. Okay. Um, so those are just a couple of examples yeah. that we can do during our day. It's so interesting
0: that you, that you say that because for me, when I get very frustrated, um, everyone Either I feel like everyone around me is frustrated and there's just a little bit more bickering and between my spouse and my kids. And then somehow I quickly remind myself, I'm like, oh, I'm causing this, right? I'm causing some of this part of it. Obviously there are things that happen and and this is just the reaction, but I have noticed that when I am just more centered, everything around me feels easier. And I love that you talked about breath work because I'm not fully versed in it. But I did recently read about how so many of us are walking around without breathing and breath work is so important to that part of us being able to feeling not only centered and calm, but like we're functioning and and using our bodies in the way that it needs to be used. So I really like that. Um, I love that your son recognizes what mindful breath is. Uh, I will sometimes tell my kids to take a deep breath and when they're very angry, they're like, I don't want to but eventually they do. So I think like the practices that we use on ourselves can serve our children. Um, You know, I think that, do do you find that there's stages, right? There's moms that have like newborns and then you have a little bit older kids. Do you find that as you're going through these mindful practices, that they just look a little different at different times?
1: They do, because we can practice mindfulness, even with our kids, even without them knowing um, differently at different stages of the game. So when we have newborns, again, it's really easy to be lost in everything that they're doing. Um, and we're not even noticing that when when we're smiling and our babies are smiling back at us, mm-hmm. like that's mindfulness in and of itself. And that it's also developing the, their emotional intelligence, you know, because they're learning, like, how are we, re- how are we responding back to? To our mom or to our parents right. um so that's sometimes a little, little bit easier than when we have um the the toddler with the tantrums or yeah. the teeth <laughs> acting out um, but even as they're telling us things and again making that eye contact so that they know that we're all there or if we take a moment and and even do, take a deep breath as they're kind of like going on and on and on about something that's frustrating to them. They're seeing mom is taking that deep breath. So let me take that deep breath too. Or when we're super challenged um, and let's say with kids, like maybe seven and up, and even with our teens, when we have to say to them, I need I need a break right now. I don't want to say anything that I don't mean, but I need a break to think about what's happening here. I'll be back in five minutes, or we'll talk about this in 30 minutes, but I need to take a break right now. That's huge because then our kids are also learning from that and saying, like, wow, I don't I don't need to react to things. Or if I'm in school and I get mad, I can go take a walk, you know, or go get a drink of water so that I can also take a break. Um, And also, and people sometimes look at it differently, but moving our bodies, you know, and and letting stress and and, and overwhelm out of ourselves and, and that tension out of ourselves by a little bit of exercise or even going on a walk, that's huge too for ourselves and for our kids as well. And it's all interconnected of being very aware of what we're feeling, of how our body's feeling and how we're responding to things. And then our kids are picking that up too. Yeah. I also think, I mean, I don't know if this
0: applies to everyone, but I know for myself, this is a big generational shift
1: yeah.
0: for the way that, you know, I'm kind of showing up and choosing to change things. Um, Because I, I do come from like my house, my rules, you don't, you don't get to decide what is happening, right? Um, How have you managed some of that generational shift? Maybe like with you know, the, the family members around um, and how do you kind of process that and, and, and stay centered so that you don't feel almost like maybe this isn't you, right?
1: Yeah, that's definitely a huge shift because we respond to things based upon the way that we're used to practicing them. So if you've had 20, 30, 40 some years of the way that you've seen things done, that's what your brain usually reverts to. So it's a challenge to really try to implement something new into your life, into the way that you're raising your kids or the way that you're responding to things when you've seen it done very differently all this time. And my mom and I have had, a lot of conversations about it, so much so that she's learning mindfulness a little bit more through the years as that it's become such a strong interest in my life. Um, but it's difficult when we respond to our kids, you know, it's this is, is this way because I said so, as opposed to now having conversations with them, which yes, is a little bit more time consuming, at the forefront, but then at the end of it, what we have is kids that understand a little bit more um, and have a higher level of processing and thinking about things because we are having that conversation with them as opposed to just saying, because I said so, or because this is the way it is, which is not conversations that my mom had with me as a child.
0: Yeah, likewise. It's interesting because when I I find myself saying, because I said so, which is actually less and less, my my son's five and my daughter's three. So I haven't been a parent for that long, but I haven't said it in a while. I found that it was because I wanted to control because I didn't have a lot of things I had control over. and what I realized is, like you said, putting these little practices in the morning, um, being able to control other things outside of that made that a little bit easier. Um, just to kind of like wrap up a little bit, I find that sometimes this seems like a lot of work, right? That's what I get when I kind of, you know, moms will ask me like, oh, like, what can I do? And, I, and I'll just run it through, right? Not think, not understanding, like, I've been on this journey for a lot longer, and I've just kind of had trial and error phases which have worked and haven't worked and it feels like a lot of work when you first hear about it but what are some of the benefits because for me my word this year is joy like i want to hit an a radical joy state of mind as a mom mostly for myself but also just to show others that you get to live in a joyful state of mind even you know i'm going to lose it that's just guaranteed but I still get to live in more joyful states than not, right? So what are some of the benefits of all of what you kind of talked about?
1: Yeah, I think the first benefit is that you find a little bit more peace within yourself. And that doesn't mean that everything around you is like rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and everything is perfect. But it means more of like you let the expectations go so that when something doesn't go the way you expected it to, you can be at peace because you're like, all right, now it just went that way and we're gonna go with that flow. I may not be happy about it, but I'm just gonna go with it as opposed to like fighting with this thing that didn't go, you know, the way I expected it to. Um, So that would definitely be the first thing of finding peace within yourself. And then that's a domino effect, you know, and it it impacts the way that you respond to, to, to partners in your life. It impacts the way that you parent within your life, that you live your life at work because you show up as this different type of person. So that I would say is a very main benefit it helps your relationships out and because you're you can be much more peaceful with things again not happy but just peaceful with the way that things are going You even can get better sleep, you know, and you just can get, uh, you're in a better frame of mind. You can exercise more so you can be more healthy because you're not, your blood pressure isn't skyrocketing up. You know, there's all of these physical benefits, but also emotional and, and mental state benefits that there are to just paying more attention to what you're doing as opposed to going through life as a zombie in autopilot. I love that because being in
0: autopilot sucks. (laughs) And I just want women to know that there's a way out, even little small steps. What I found recently, one of my little small steps, it at first it felt counterintuitive and now, you know, just shifting that helps. So when I'm like off the rails, I literally, you know, say like Alexa play a song that I know the kids like to dance to. And we start dancing and it just changes the mood. So the minute I became aware of when I was losing it and that I had a solution to it just made things easier. So I agree that it just puts you in this state of peacefulness and and not having to always be in this battle zone, which is where I find that, you know, when I was first having kids, that's what people told me. They're like, oh, like you can say goodbye to yourself and say goodbye to sleep and say goodbye to all these things. And I was kind of like, I don't want to, (laughs) you know, I don't want to. And then there has to be a better way. So everything you shared is so helpful. And I hope that some of the moms can feel that there's a way. So can you share where they can find you if they want to DM you and just ask you a little bit more questions? I know everyone's situation is different. So there's always there's always a solution.
1: Always, always, always. And that awareness is huge. You know, once we're aware of what works for us, whether it be the walk, the dancing, the music, the breath, whatever it is, we can definitely change our our outlook on life. And that changes everything around us. So if you'd like more information about anything that I shared today or that um, specifically, you can find me on my website, which is freetobemindful.com. And that is also the name of my podcast, the Free to Be Mindful podcast. And I'm most on social media, I'm most active on Instagram. And you can find me there at Counselor V. De Jesus. And um, I'm going like to a freebie for your audience hey. to help kind of put all of this into into practice um, and really think about how you wanna show up in life for yourself and for your kids and how you can um, implement mindfulness a little bit more. Um, So it's on that link that you'll provide and you can feel free to check that out. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to ask.
0: Yes, I'll make sure to put that all in and make sure you have the link to sign up for the freebie. I just find having tools and resources and being curious about different ways that could work for you. Just it's game changing and I'm I'm really about trying to make you know this mom life a little bit easier for all. So thank you, Vanessa. What you've shared is just feels so good to know that people will have these at the at their hands and we will be, you know, hearing more from you. So make sure you follow Vanessa, make sure you tune into her podcast because I know she's going to be talking about so many great things that can help you and can't wait for you to meet our next guests. Thank you. Thanks so much. I love everything that Vanessa shared. It just really makes me feel that I don't have to get so overwhelmed and if I do that there are things that I can do to just be more at peace and more mindful so living a mindful life make sure you check out Vanessa and also make sure to check out her podcast free to be mindful she's also been generous enough to provide a mindful parenting guide which is in my bio on my Instagram page that is at the Sabrina Castillo make sure to go to link in bio and download your guide I really just hope that you can have days where you can take a moment, take a step back and realize that you're in control and you get to choose how you react. Can't wait for you to hear from our next guest on Mom Thrive. Till then, have a good one.